You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, Mike Heck here for MMAfighting.com. A little bit of a different approach on this Monday, July 6th, because normally you get most of these interviews on Thursday mornings, but this is like a, a very special mini episode of What the Heck, because a big piece of this welterweight divisional puzzle is joining us right now. As you know by now, Kamar Usman will now defend his title against Jorge Mazadal this Saturday at UFC 251, but another man put his name in the hat. So I wanted to check in and, and hear from him to see what's going on 48 hours after America's birthday. Colby Covington is back with us. Colby, how are you, sir? Thank you for doing this. Thank you, man. I'm doing great. Living the American dream every day, thanks to our great President Trump. And, uh, you know, just enjoying the journey, man, and trusting the process. I was going to say, because we, we sort of touched on this before we went live, but every time I interview, there's a new little trinket or a new little piece of, to the graphic here. Now we got a new coffee mug to show off. Yep, I got my nerd tears here, so to all the nerds and virgins out there, I'll take a toast to you guys. <laughs> well, there we have it. What a way to start this interview. But there's so many ways, Colby, that we could start this conversation. So let's begin with your side of things. We find out Friday night that Gilbert Burns tests positive for COVID-19 and he was out of the main event. And both you and Jorge Mazadal took to Twitter to express interest in stepping in on short notice. You reiterated that to me when we spoke briefly via text on Saturday. So from your perspective, do you feel like you were actually in play here? Like, did the UFC reach out to you or your agents to try to get you into that spot at all? Yeah, I was definitely in play. And, you know, they probably used my name as leverage with George to not give him the type of money that he was looking for. So you know, he's just jumping on any opportunity, you know, and I, and I think it's funny because George comes out saying, hey, I'm going to be a martyr for the union. I'm going to stand up for all the boys in the back. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to sit down to the UFC ups their pay. But look at him. He's nothing more than a Judas. Just like he turned his back on me. He turned his back on all the fighters. You know, he's a broke bitch. And all he's looking to do is pay his alimony. He spoke to ESPN like late Sunday morning. I think the interview dropped on Monday. He said he didn't get the number that he wanted, but he said it was pretty damn close. Do you believe him or do you think he he took a step back or took what he normally gets to, to accept this fight? Yeah, I think that uh, Judas Masvidal took exactly what they gave him the first time, but now he realized he was going to get put in the doghouse that if he didn't took it. And also, it's a better opportunity for him because – you know, he's on a week's notice. So now he's already got built-in excuses. After he gets ragdolled by Marty on Saturday night, oh, guys, I only had one week to prepare. No, buddy, you had about six months to prepare, but you wanted to act like you didn't want to fight. You wanted to stand up for all the fighters, but we know you're nothing more than a thirsty hoe just looking to come get a paycheck. It's interesting, this whole story, because it seemed like the direction this would all go initially would be to book Usman versus Mazadal. And you said that it wouldn't happen because your former teammate and roommate would price himself out. And most people viewed it as you being completely correct in that statement. So when you saw Mazadal tweet out that he wanted to step in and take this fight, 
Did you think that you were kind of in a shoe-in scenario because of the potential price tag attached to it and how it played out in the beginning? Yeah, definitely. I thought that. And that's why I've been preparing for the last seven months for something like this. You know, I was actually ready. I'm prepared for this moment. I know Jorge, you know, I've lived with that guy for a year and a half. I know how he lives. I know the type of lifestyle that he lives, how undisciplined he is, you know, the partying he does. He doesn't train, man. That guy's lazy as fuck. He can't get off the couch, barely. So, you know, the thing is, is that Marty and Ollie are just looking for an easy lick. You know, they don't want a tough fight with me. You know, they... They're looking for a journeyman-type fight with, with Jorge, a guy who's lost to pretty much every guy in every weight class. You know, he's lost to a 35-pounder, a 45-pounder, a 55-pounder, a 70-pounder. That guy's got double-digit losses. You know, it's an easy fight for Marty. So I don't blame him for taking the easy route. But I can tell you right now, one way or another, I'm going to catch Marty. You know, it's only a matter of time. They can delay me, but I'm not going to be denied. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. We started hearing the rumblings about Mazadal on Saturday, and by the time I went to sleep, it seemed like this fight was on the goal line. The pen just needed to hit the paper, and COVID tests needed to be passed for this to be a done deal. So what is going on through your mind as this is all playing out and this is getting closer and closer to being a done deal? Uh, you know, I'm just I'm doing what I do best. You know, I'm just like every blue-collar worker in America, you know? No matter what, you got to keep punching the clock every single day. No matter what, if, if you got your job this week, next week, you know, down the line, you got to stay ready for it. So, you know, I'm doing what I always do and what I love to do. And, and that's put in hard work, blood, sweat and tears. And, you know, I give my all, you know, I give literally everything I have every single day. I step in the gym. So that's why I'm ready for opportunities last minute. That's why I was ready to fight a guy that's 10 times the man as Street Judas Mosquito and Robbie Lawler on no camp. I fought Robbie Lawler with no camp, half my face hanging off, and I still showed up and beat his ass from pillar to post from, from first minute to the 25th minute. So, you know, I stay ready for those opportunities, and, you know, I would have been ready for this opportunity if Marty wouldn't have looked for the easy lick with Masvidal. So you touched on what you thought Mazadal did contractually to get this fight that, you know, he wanted to be a martyr, as you said, to, for fighters' rights and fighter pay and all that stuff. As this is all going along and he's going on SportsCenter and he's saying all these different things, are you at least are you maybe giving a, a little tip of the cap to Jorge at all for putting himself in this position for, for speaking out? Or did this just sort of him taking the fight Saturday the way you you sort of look at it? Did it just sort of wipe it all out? Jorge Masvidal is nothing more than a mediocre middle of the road dude who's a bum, you know, no. He's just going out there to take a quick, you know, L. He knows he's going to take the L, and he wants a, a easy fallback plan. Oh, guys, I only took it on, on one week's notice, you know? No, you had the last six months to take it. So, you know, I already know what the excuses are going to be this Saturday night. I don't feel any sympathy for him. He's going to get body bagged. The only way he doesn't get body, body bagged by Marty on Saturday night is if Marty comes down with the Rona. And, and let's just be honest. I know the dirty bitch that Marty is because... You know, he, I know firsthand because he poked me in the eyes in my last fight and I had an infected eye for the last week, that filthy animal. Are you frustrated by this whole thing or do you believe, because you're not really a cliche guy, Colby, you, you are who you are, or do you believe that, I guess, everything happens for a reason, like that, that maybe this wasn't your time, you know what I mean? Yeah, I have no ill will towards it, you know, let, let the, 
let the jobber come out and fight. You know, he's been selling wolf tickets, you know, and all the fans are all hyped and they think he's a superstar and he's this good fighter. They forget he lost to a 35-pounder, uh, Paul Rodriguez. He lost to Rodrigo Dan. He lost to Ally Aquinta. He lost to Damian Maya, Stephen Thompson, Ally Aquinta. I mean, the list goes on and on. Baboon. He was knocked out cold. He's been choked out cold. He's been beat every way possible. So here's just another L he's going to take, and, you know, he can pay his alimony. Good for him. We've seen how the UFC does business and handles these types of situations. And there's obviously a lot of variables in play with a lot of these fights, the aftermath, et cetera. So here's how I see it. And feel free to tell me if I'm just completely crazy because I'm not you, Colby. I think in a bizarre way, from a business sense, you're a Jorge Mazadal fan right now. I say this because if Usman wins, I'd say it's it's pretty likely that Gilbert Burns will get his opportunity to fight for the title. There's a story there, fresh mats, et cetera. But if Mazadal wins... There's so many options in play. And with the heat between the two of you guys, I think you'd be in a prime position to get that fight and a chance to get another title shot, plus be able to get one of the fights that you really wanted with a guy like Mazadal. Is that how you're looking at this, or am I nuts? No, I'm just kind of sitting back and, and, you know, just whatever happens, happens. I'll be ready for anybody, you know. Marty, whether he fights Dilbert, who nobody knows, and there's no hype and no, you know, heat on that fight, I could care less, you know, I'm still gonna be here. I'll, I'll be every single person in the division to get what I deserve, and that's that UFC welterweight title. I'm the best guy in the division right now. If they give me a fair playing field for a world title fight, no one stops me. It's a completely different story and a completely different outcome from last time when Mark Goddard robbed me. So, you know, I could care less what happens on Saturday night. I promise you, I'm getting better every single day and I will run through this whole division. I'm young, I'm on top of my game, and you haven't seen the best Colby Chaos Covington yet. Do you think you're the front runner to take on the winner no matter what happens? Or is it sort of, do you think percentage is way towards one or the other? Uh, you know, I think both guys are afraid of me. I think both guys know how good I am and, and they don't want to get locked in the octagon with me, especially George. I mean, we used to fight in the bathrooms, in the living rooms. You know, there's, there's an hour clip on YouTube of us, us fighting and I'm just toying with him like a little amateur bitch. You know, I'm his daddy. And I'm still mad about that, George. You didn't give me a happy Father's Day gift, son. <laughs> so when you try to make your bank account great again on Saturday night, you're, are you putting some shekels on, on Usman? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, lo load the house on Usman. I mean, that's the easiest bet of all time. It, it's it's locker than lock, you know. It's it, it's the lock play this weekend, and, and you know, everybody's going to – you know, start making excuses from Osvaldo immediately after. Oh, he only had a week. Oh, this, that. He wasn't ready. So, you know, get ready for the, the all the crybabies that, that support that Judas Masvidal. The last time you were on here, it was right after the, the slew of Jacksonville events. And you said you didn't watch any of those cards because you had better things to do. You had some lady friends and all that stuff. Will you watch this fight on Saturday? No, there's there's no interest. There's no there's nothing that excites me about the fight. These aren't two good fighters. You know, you got one dirty cheating fighter, and then you got another dirty cheating fighter. So, you know, I could care less. You know, just I'll, I'll talk to my manager, and he'll tell me the result, and we'll we'll start lining up our future business next week. That's all I care about. You know, I don't care about any other fighters in the UFC and and what they do in their fights. All I care about is my business, and and I got important business to take care of, and unfinished business with Marty Fake Newsman that I need to attend to. Now that this fight is signed, sealed, and delivered, and the two biggest options and the two biggest names that you wanted to fight are currently off the table, and I'm sure, like you said, you, you'd love to get the winner of this fight either way, 
does any other fight even get you excited right now? Like, as it looks right now, if you had to guess, do you think you'll fight in 2020 with the current direction of things? I, I would love to, you know. I stay ready, and, and I want to put on a show for all the fans, you know, all the people save sports, all the people at home that are dealing with this pandemic, and now they're talking about a second lockdown. You know, I want to give them entertainment. I want to give them hope for the future, and and I would love to fight in 2020. I, I just don't know who's going to be there, you know. Hope, I'm thinking, you know, Marty goes out there and dust Jorge real quick and and leaves scratch free and en- injury free, so we could uh we could fight for the title by the end of the year. But you know, we just have to see what happens this Saturday night. A lot has changed for you since we last spoke. You're no longer with American Top Team. You said uh, essentially there's no ill will towards Dan Lambert. He's like a father to you. But it was time to. I guess, spread your wings, essentially. Uh, and, and then now we have the birth of Colby Covington Incorporated. How has that all been going? Oh, man. Colby Covington Incorporated is is the greatest thing that I ever did for my career. You know, I mean, we had a board meeting today and we're just talking about, you know, the direction we're going and, and the coaches we have a part of our great team and, and just the, you know, the training partners we have lined up for future training camps. So things are promising and they're bright at Colby Covington Incorporated and no one's holding us back. No one's going to take our amendments, you know, our constitutional rights, freedom of speech, most importantly. So, you know, the, the great thing about Colby Covington Incorporated is no one's safe out there. And, and you know, I'm not going to hold my tongue on anything anymore. And there's, there's no more drama and negative energy when I walk in the gym. You know, I'm just there's just positive energy and people that are around me and want to build me and, and keep helping me improve each and every day. Yeah, well, because one of the questions people had when it came to you stepping in and fighting Usman on Saturday was, you know, is he even training? Like, does he even have coaches? So you talk about the stable here and, and building this thing up. Who are your coaches? Can you can you say anything? Uh, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to dabble into that yet until we get my next fight announced. You know, then I'll I'll lay the platform out for them then. But until then, this is just the Colby Covington show and it's Colby Covington Incorporated and and anybody that is writing me off and doesn't believe in me that I'm training right now, you guys are fools. You you know, you don't know nothing about the game. You don't know nothing about, you know, my will and my heart and, and what I love and my passion. More importantly, my passion is to become a better version of myself every single day. And, you know, I give my all to this 24 seven. There's no shortcuts. There's no, there's just tons of sacrifices and me believing in my future and believing in my dreams. How's the uh, stable of fighters coming along? Is there going to be, is there like going to be an actual Colby Covington Inc, like Colby Covington Incorporated, like training facility? Is it going to be a picture of you with the title, like thumbs up hanging on the outside of the building? Like what's that, what's that all going to look like? It's going to be something, you know, spectacular, something that's never been seen before, done before. And, you know, when the pandemic's over and we go back to normal life and Trump wins the election in November, you know, then we'll probably have a new uh, gym by then and everything will be laid out for everybody. But until then, you know, I'm just, I'm working hard in silence, Mike, you know, I'm not like one of those fighters who every time they go to the gym, they have to put a, put a picture up and put a video up. Hey guys, I'm training today. I got some good work in. I need some boxing. So, you know, I could care less about that. I work hard in silence and I let success make the noise. So, Anybody that doesn't believe I'm working hard and putting my all into training every single day, you know, that's fake news. It was funny because on social media, there was a card a couple of weeks ago and there was uh, there was one fighter in particular who said that he was looking for a new team and a new place to train to get some work in and try to become a better fighter. 
Mike Perry. And you guys obviously have a history. Things have been said over the years. But people on social media, like, all of a sudden were like, oh, can you imagine if Mike Perry joined forces with Colby Covington? Like, what a crazy thing that would be. Any chance that ever happens? <laughs> the only thing that's going to happen with that cousin fucker from Alcala, Mike Perry, is me sending him in a body bag outside the octagon. Fair enough. How's the rest of the recruiting coming? What, what do you? How what would you say right now? If you had a, you don't have to give names or anything like that. But if you could like, like list out your roster, how many people are are part of the board, so to speak? Yeah, we got about ten people uh, a part of the board right now, and we're building and growing every single day. You know, and I think people realize how real I am and and, and the genuine person that I am, and they, and they want to be around that. You know, because my energy is very high, and 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 I and I have a very. Uh, passionate for for just getting better you know and and trying to to have a better future and and i'm and i help everybody you know from the amateurs to the pros to to people that have never even fought or trained before or have any business in fighting you know i just i just that's how much i love this sport and and i love mma and i'm a true martial artist to the bone by the way after tyron woodley's loss to gilbert burns on may 30th a couple days after that fight he did an interview, I think it was with ESPN, and he said that he had already agreed to his next fight and that it was with you. Did that ever get brought to your attention? Never got brought to my attention. You know, Tyron Woodley doing what he does best. You know, the CNN of the UFC, the fake news media, Tyron Woodley doing what he does best, you know, lying. How, how could he be offered a fight when he has stitches in his head and, and he's, he's not medically cleared for like 30 to 60 days? I mean, anybody that believes that guy anymore, he's just latching on, clout chasing, looking for any hype, any he he can get. And he knows the only thing that's going to keep him relevant is if he talks about daddy. Is that fight still on your radar at all, or is that ship sailed at this point? That ship sailed. There, there's nothing to prove there. The, the guy's uh, literally a bum. You know, he's lost two fights in a row. I called him from the start. You know, I, I knew what was going to happen. He can't beat anybody on the UFC welterweight roster right now. The guy's cashed out over the hill you know he needs to retire that's the only thing that should be on his agenda right now so what's the plan moving forward it's july 6th everyone wants to know where colby covington goes from here you know what's what's your gut telling you right now as it relates to your fighting career like you know you mentioned your interest in pursuing a career in in the professional wrestling world in wwe you're saying that you want to get a fight in before the end of the year what do you think the next few months look like as we stand right now it's going to be chaotic, you know. There's a reason they call me the king of chaos. And, you know, that, that's what I do is bring chaos to the world. And, it's, you know, it's going to be crazy. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can promise you something will be crazy. You know, I will find everybody I need to find and track down to get my business done. From Drew McIntyre, the Scottish Sasquatch who's been talking mad shit about me, you know, acting like he's all big and seven feet tall, this. You know, you ain't seven feet tall when I put you on your back, Drew. The only reason that you're the WWE champion right now is because Brock Lesnar was overlooking you. So I will find you soon. And, and you know, I'm going to find Marty. One way or another, I will find Marty again, and we will settle the score. There will be a round two and round three. You know, we only we only barely just got started. You know, we still got the, the, the sequel and the trilogy coming. So Marty can run for as long as he wants, but he can't hide forever. I will find him. What did you, I don't know if you saw this or not, because I know you're not on social media all the time, but what did you think of Conor McGregor saying that he wants all the belts? There was a picture surfaced of him. He had the WWE title on his shoulder. He's calling out Vince McMahon. Did you see this? No, I, I don't pay attention to anything anyone does, especially con man McGregor. The guy is just looking for attention left and right. You know, he doesn't, he's not really here to make the UFC or WWE great again. You know, he's just, 
he's just a yapper, you know. Any guy that he, I mean, who, who's who can he beat anymore? You know, the only the only dude he's beating is an old dude off a stool, hitting an old dude off a stool, or raping a girl. You know, he's a rapist. So, you know, I don't know why people care about that guy. That guy's got serious personality issues. Do you think he's done? Do you think he comes back? I don't think he does. I think uh, I think he's done, and and I think he'll do something, you know, like a John Jones, where he makes another mistake that that ruins his career. You know, he's he's already you know got a long list of of, of dirty laundry of things that he's done, and you know I think he's got some other dirty uh, dirty things in the closet that we're gonna find out about, and uh, you know I don't I don't think we see Conor McGregor again. What have you made of of John Jones recently? He's coming out. He's you know love him or hate him. You could say what you want about him, and Maybe, you know, who knows what, you know, why he's doing these things. Maybe he, maybe he's learned who knows, but he's, he's doing some good in the community. He's giving back, he's cleaning up. He's, he's providing essential materials for, for those less fortunate in his neighborhood. What have you made of all this? Is this a, do you think this is a new leaf that he's turned? I mean, we've been saying that his whole career. Is, is this a new leaf that he's turning this and that? Oh, he's, he's about God now. He's about his family while he's wrecking a Bentley with hookers in the back around the pool, while he's hitting pregnant ladies at, at red lights and, and fleeing the scene with his cocaine and alcohol, while he's getting another DUI, which is like his fourth or fifth, you know, a couple weeks ago. And, 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 and uh, you know, he's just looking to for some PR to, to look better, to look like a good guy again. Oh, let me go out in the community and act like I'm a good person. You know, you know, he's not a good person. He's a piece of shit. It's fake. If people can't see through him that he just conveniently put a camera uh, with somebody and then he's just attacking someone that, that's protesting and rioting, then, then, you know, they're, they don't understand that what he's doing. He's trying to negotiate with his boss and look like a good person again. And, you know, his image is already tarnished. You can't, you can't, you can't make that image, you know, look at what he's done. He's failed steroid tests, you know, cocaine, alcohol, four or five, you know, DUIs, hitting pregnant ladies, wrapping Bentleys around pools with hookers in the back. You know, there's just, you can't, he's already killed. He's the biggest fuck up in sports, just like Uncle Dana said. I appreciate the time, man. Last question, you know, what's the, uh, what's the message for everybody right now? The fans, the haters, the ones who have your back or the ones who want to see you fall flat on your face. What's the message to everybody? Uh, the message is, you know, if you don't believe in me and you write me off, you guys are going to be fooled. I promise you that, you know, if you don't have to believe in me and you can say whatever you want to say about me, but nothing's going to stop me. You know, I've only just began. I haven't even hit my prime yet. I get better every single day I step in the, in, in the gym. So you haven't seen the best Colby Chaos Covington yet. And I promise you, you will see the best Colby Chaos Covington soon. And Colby Covington Incorporated is taking over. You can't stop it. You can delay it. But we will not be denied. Oh, last thing, since uh, a very big election is about to be happening, are we going to see you very active on the on the presidential election scene this year? Yeah, you know, you might you might just see me at a couple rallies, you know, maybe some other things. So, you know, I'm big supporters of the Trumps. They've given me first class treatment all the way, man. I can't I can't thank the Trump family for and, and feel how humbled and appreciated for what they've done for me. They've rolled out the red carpet for me, just like they roll out the red carpet for America. You know, they treat America with first class, just like they treat me. And, and I'm just so appreciative. I mean, they gave me a, a, you know, a place to stay in Vegas at their hotel, the Trump Hotel Vegas. And, and they've just been, you know, just been so welcoming to me and, and such a good friend and giving me good uh, guidance. And, and President Trump calls me every fight and he called me before my fight, last fight and after the fight. And, 
you know, I just can't thank him enough for what he's doing. He's working so hard for the American people and he doesn't get enough credit. You know, people need to stop listening to the fake news and they need to start really paying attention and making decisions for themselves, not let the media make decisions for them. When was the last time you talked to him? Have you talked to him since after your last fight? I haven't talked to him since after my last fight. I know he's really busy, you know, with all the pandemic. So, you know, that's our relationship. You know, I don't bother those guys, you know, they're my good friends and, and I keep in touch with uh, John Jr. and Eric Trump and, you know, great guys, but you know, I just, I don't bother them right now. I know how much they have on their plate and how much backlash they're getting and, and how much, you know, they have to deal with every day. So, you know, when, when, when things slow and ease up a little bit, I'm sure I'll go visit them at Mar-a-Lago and, you know, definitely get them to my next fight when uh, hopefully fans come back soon. Can't thank you enough, Colby. Really, I'm sure there's uh, a million other things you'd rather be doing right now, but it means a lot that you jump on and give me so much time as always. Appreciate it very much. All the best to you, and uh, good luck at the betting window this weekend, my man. I appreciate it, man. I'm definitely going to work on that bedroom cardio right now. There's a reason they call me the cardio king. (laughs) (laughs) See you, man. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.